Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And Allie's here. Awesome. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, We gave you a little teaser last week that we were going to start to talk about our clinical corner articles. That's right. Yeah. So for anyone that might have missed last week's episode. How dare you? I know. (laughs) We just celebrated our one year anniversary of starting our podcast. That's awesome. I know. We are so excited and we have just so much more to share. And Matt is sitting in front of me with a very thick article that they have gone over this that they're going to go over this month, right? This is a big one. It's a lot of pages. Um, (laughs) There was a lot to read through. It's a really, really good article. Um, But we do an article each uh, kind of part of our staff meeting is a clinical article. So it's kind of like a built-in journal club um, that we do in the clinics each month. And we thought it might be kind of cool to start to share this with our listeners. So this month we went over um, an article it's quite lengthy, as Allie mentioned. <laughs> we're looking at a stack of paper here, but we're going to try to break it down. Um, basically, it's called Interventions for the Management of Acute and Chronic Low Back Pain. So um, periodically, they'll get a group of people together, and they'll try to develop clinical practice guidelines. And basically, those are kind of like uh, guidelines that they would offer to professionals based on what they see in the literature. So they'll do a bunch of reviews of articles and journals. Um, we thought it might be kind of cool to throw a question in the beginning out there to our PT students and audience. Yes. And then uh, you can try to answer in your head. If you get it right, contact Allie. She'll have a major <laughs> prize for you. No, I'm just I'll kidding. have to think of one. No major prizes. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the part in the podcast where you can, you know, we're going to ask the question. You can pause, think about it, and then at the end of the episode... We'll, are we going to tell them what the answer is? Yeah, we'll give the answer okay. away at the end, but you'll have a little bit of time to think about it. So okay. um, the, the cool thing is in this article, they listed all the summary of recommendations and they graded it A through F, basically, in terms of things that they could recommend based on what they saw in the literature. So um, I want to ask our PT students out there. So there's the category of manual and other directed therapy. So basically hands-on manual therapy. For acute and chronic low back pain, um, what level of confidence can you recommend that? So the choices would be A, B, C, okay. D, like letter grades. or F. Yep, okay. A letter grade. So what level of confidence can you recommend hands-on manual therapy as a physical therapist for acute and chronic low back pain? So stay tuned. Yes. We'll come back to that. We'll reveal your answer. But That's why right. Why don't you get into what you guys learned or what was, you know, reviewed or revised? Yeah. So article? I think, um, you know, I think it first probably warrants a little bit of a discussion about evidence-based practice. So evidence-based practice means making sure that your practice meets the evidence out there. So, um, in physical therapy, we try to balance. People have called it before like an art and a science. So there are things sometimes that we do anecdotally because we know that it helps a particular patient or it helps, um, you know, based on getting them ready for a particular treatment. So as an example, like a hot pack as a standalone treatment, 
you're never going to find an article that says a hot pack is going to cure someone, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't but know. you might find articles that show benefit for manual therapy, hint to all of our students out there. Um, and so a hot pack might get them ready for manual therapy. Or patients may have a previous predisposition. They may come in and say, gosh, I know that when I get heat, I love it and it makes me feel so much better. So obviously our clinicians are going to use some heat, even if maybe they don't have an article that says, hey, heat's the greatest thing since sliced bread. (laughs) The only reason I say that is because I think as we review information, literature, and we try to integrate that into our practice, we want to be mindful that it's – it's a joint journey that we're on with the patient. You know, the patient has a role in that. So Okay, collaborative. Yeah, exactly. You're doing punny things with the word joint. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to do a dad joke. No, I'm oh, just kidding. Gosh. But, uh, you know, I think that you have to make sure that the patient buys in on the treatment so that there's benefit for the patient. Right. You know, you could have an article that says dry needling is the greatest thing in the world. Somebody's petrified of needles. Right. Might not be the greatest thing in the world for that patient. <laughs> or they might so, not come back. That's right. So the nice thing about this article, as I mentioned earlier, is is it kind of gives you the one-page summary of every different intervention out there, again, A through F of different grades, and how you might recommend that. And then later in the article, it goes a little bit more in-depth about why it comes up with some of those recommendations. Um, but... I think it's interesting there was some criteria that they used when they looked at all these different articles and how they developed this clinical practice guideline. And a couple of them were the recommendations were all focused on interventions. Um, So these were all interventions used by physical therapists. So they excluded studies in which interventions were not provided by physical therapists or in care settings that did not include physical therapists. So I think that's significant. Um, There are crossover. Other clinicians can do things that physical therapists can do and vice versa. Like a massage therapist can do massage. A physical therapist can do massage. It's obviously very different. But when you look at articles, you might find that they would say just reference it generally as massage. Or like exercises. You can certainly go to a personal trainer for exercises. Or you can go to a yoga class for exercises. Or you can do different things. And they can all be exercises for low right. back pain. Okay. So when you start to look at research, you have to kind of drill down into the details. And so I think it's kind of interesting that in this um, review, they looked at only recommendations by a specific, uh, you know, physical therapist. Um, they also, uh, when they did these reviews, they looked at recommendations that were made specific for like subgroups. So people that not only had back pain, but they tried to identify it as either acute or chronic, or people that had leg pain and back pain, okay. or they had post-operative back So that's pain. why this is so long? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Allie's wondering why it's a whole stack of paper. No, yeah, but we just killed about 10 trees. <laughs> yeah, so so that was it was kind of cool that they tried to break it out into those groups, because sometimes it can be very general, and so you're left kind of wondering, well, was that someone that had back pain that started yesterday or last year? Was their leg hurting? So... I think this article does a nice job kind of breaking it down. Are any of those um, practices that you mentioned, did they receive an F? Um, you know, there were no Fs involved. Um, That's a hint for which is good. <laughs> those who are listening to. Exactly. Um, we're you giving know, away the answer. Since you asked, probably the least supported um, 
thing that was an intervention um, is is the use of traction um, for patients with chronic low back pain with leg pain. And so, again, that's a very specific subgroup. That means that someone's had chronic low back pain and chronic leg pain. Um, you know, generally chronic, we're going to say more than three months, but, um, you know, they've had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so... But that, like you said, is for that specific situation. So, like, doesn't mean that traction is bad for everybody. Correct. But just for those with the low back pain and the leg pain. And, and a chronic nature. And a chronic nature. You know, so I was actually on a phone call with one of our managers just before this podcast, and we were talking about a specific patient and we were kind of just going through you know clinically and he was bouncing ideas off me and we were just talking and um, he had mentioned that he did some traction with this patient and this patient had presented with a very very difficult uh, presentation clinically it's called a side shift and so that's when someone has a lot of back pain typically a larger disc herniation and their body actually shifts off the side away from the pain and he was able to put this patient in traction and they had a significant improvement like reduce their pain for over two days. And so, again, you want to be careful about not writing off every treatment that isn't supported with one article because, you know, there could be things that, that would help in a specific situation. Right. But anyway, of the of all the things listed, you know, it's pretty cool that most of them listed, most of the interventions are A's and B's. Oh. And so of all the things that we do, we're kind of splitting hairs between – really good things and really great things, right? <laughs> yeah. And we, you know, we always want to get better. We always want yep. to push ourselves to right. be delivering the most effective treatment in as short a time as possible in the absolute best way possible. And that's kind of what we strive to do. And that's why you're reading these articles monthly on top of getting your con ed, like we were talking about in the previous episodes. That's right. That's right. All these nerds running around. <laughs> yeah. So again, I think um, going back to kind of what does this say and I don't want to go into every single yeah, you know, we're not category. Read it down <laughs> yeah, for everybody, right? Allie, be a long Allie one. was like, "Please don't read it. Please yeah, don't read please it. Please don't make me listen." But I'm we are we are going to put a link um, yes. to the article in the episode notes. So for any of our folks listening out there, um, please check it out. It's pretty cool, and I think it can offer a lot of guidance clinically um, to help you take the first right step. And you know, we try to include this information for our clinicians, and uh, we try to we want to try to share it with our patients. So you guys realize we are delivering the most current treatment techniques and, you know, we're constantly evaluating and reevaluating what, evaluating what we're doing. Yeah. I'm going to, um, we're going to shift gears and talk just a little bit about, um, a different topic and then we'll give the answer yes. to our quiz okay. question. So we're not giving that away yet. At the end of the episode. Cause right. I want to, I, I think I would give it away if I shared what I really want to want to share. Okay. So, as you guys know, this week is Thanksgiving. Right. Actually, my favorite holiday. It's my favorite holiday. You can't take nope, that away from me. I had it me. first. <laughs> <laughs> but why is, why is it your favorite holiday, Allie? Um, first of all, I just in, really enjoy that we get the day off to eat. Yeah. And that's probably my favorite activity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just love getting to see family. I have family in town right now from Hawaii. Shout out my fam. You have um, a new, new yes. family member. I know. Yeah. She's still working on them. Aww. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I have some nieces and nephews, but one is still cooking in the oven. Awesome. What? Why is it your favorite holiday? You know, I love all the holidays. I love Christmas. I'm not like Scrooge or anything. I don't like dislike Christmas, but I just feel like sometimes 
you know, I know it sounds cliche, but like the meaning gets lost. Oh, absolutely. And I think that we get caught up in a lot of commercialism. And yes, um, to it's me, more about the presence than about. Yeah, yeah. I think just the like, I I feel that as a country, and I feel that as an individual, and I know that in my family, like, we're very blessed. I feel mm-hmm. very thankful. Yeah. And um, I just think that it's nice to take time to pause and say thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that I like the intent of the day. It's just about getting together, having a nice meal and spending time. And right. there's not like a predetermined, you know, oh, you have to have this gift or that yeah. gift or Unless whatever. Unless you have like the best mashed potatoes and people are expecting that of you. Yeah. To bring to the table, you know. Is that what you have? Um, No, I'm doing our charcuterie this year, so. Explain that. It's a charcuterie board. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it's just you. like the French way to say it, you know. Oh, fancy. Yeah, so I'm making that. I'm get all, all artistic with it, so I know really? that that's expected of me. Can yeah. you put a picture of that in our episode notes? I, You know what? Link to my I Instagram our, will be there. I think our listeners would love to see yeah, I'll, the charcuterie board that will be at <laughs> artistic the, masterpiece by the Hankel Keefe. <laughs> Thanksgiving now um yeah so I hope to gain a few followers from that (laughs) no that's hilarious um I do agree with you though taking a minute to say thanks and uh, you know looking back over the year that we just went through yeah people probably didn't get together last Thanksgiving yeah I think it's you know it's kind of um interesting you know the saying you don't know what you have until it's gone and Mm -hmm. it's like when you you know just the simple things of being able to be together to share in person a meal is you know now goes on the list of things you're thankful for because it's like wow the fact that we just even couldn't be together mm-hmm. so i'm pretty excited i think thanksgiving is a great time of year and i don't think that the stores opening up all the christmas decorations and skipping thanksgiving is a great idea no i agree <laughs> it's playing into that commercialism that you're just saying we're pretty like uh staunch in my household like we don't do any christmas music <gasps> any christmas movies yeah. nothing like that until after thanksgiving okay like I we stick to it no yeah. christmas decorations I'm nothing sure. like to after thanksgiving have at it okay but up until then it's all about Thanksgiving. I, I appreciate that, but I know that we just kind of maybe made a couple of our listeners gasp as I, know. I did. <laughs> I know. There's people that, you know, do. I'm not saying that's it's, wrong. I know. It's like the day after Halloween, it's all of a sudden Christmas, and yep. I just don't agree with that. Well, we got on this topic, yeah. <laughs> basically, because um, Allie put together a really, really cool video this week, and uh, I was able to view it uh, a couple of days ago. We had a manager's meeting Friday, and... That was a great time to so be together. Fun. Yeah, yeah, we had a really, really good time and went over a lot of business stuff in right. the morning. We and still worked, but we, we had fun. We did. We got stuff done and we had fun doing it. And we were able to share this video at our manager's meeting. And when I saw it, I was—I think Allie was like uh, thinking I was, you know, crazy. But I was no. literally like fighting back tears. Yeah. And it I was, have to tell Matt, if you cry, I'm going to cry. So don't <laughs> cry. <laughs> it was a very emotional video, yeah. honestly. I think in in perspective of, you know, what we've been through as a company and just, you know, over the last 18 months. And um, the video was basically a, a way to share a little just window into what it's like to be an employee at Oxford. Right. And so we had some really dedicated employees, some awesome staff that volunteered to be a part of this video and share some personal things about why they like to be at Oxford right. and what brought them here, kind of what they do. And, and from all different perspectives, too, we have some administrative staff, some billing and front desk and a couple of our PTs that work here. So yeah. it was just all around a video of 
why people like to work here and it wasn't just from our clinicians which I think is cool I think it is cool and I think it's people that have been here two years people that have been here 20 years it's like all across the the spectrum and it's people that have advanced it's people that have furthered their career and I think as you know one of the one of the leaders in the company and, and one of the part owners it just gives you that feeling that sense of pride yeah. and just sense of accomplishment that you're able to create opportunities for others mm-hmm. and that you're able to see other people realize their dreams I know I've heard our one of our co-founders Pete say that that you know he's he's watched other people realize their dreams through his dream and that's really really cool that's and so put it. it was just a it was a really, really neat video. And, and I didn't so, have to twist any of their arms to say something nice. They just thought of it on their own. I've just sat back and asked the questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came off great. And so it, it's on our website, but we'll share it also mm-hmm. in the episode notes. And, um, you and, know, I I know that we actually, I it's so funny the way timing works out because Allie shared it with me. And literally the next day I shared it with a potential employee that right. we were recruiting and I said, hey, you know, this is hot off the press. Just take a look at this video. This is what some, some of our employees are saying about Oxford. And literally today, I got noticed that that person has decided to join our team. Oh, that's so, so exciting. Yeah. So the video, I'm sure it weighed into their decision yeah. and hopefully you know, was able to show them kind of a, a little window behind the scenes. Very cool. I think that would be a great link to share in our notes as well. And if you, as our listener, know anybody who's looking for a job or is still on the fence of deciding if they want to be a PT or not, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's a great see. way to um, you know, get, get the word out too to our listeners mm-hmm. that if you do have someone who is contemplating going into physical therapy, um, we would welcome them to come in, observe in the clinic, hang out with a, one of our therapists, and just get a feel for what it's like. Um, there's a little bit of paperwork involved and a little bit of things we'd have to do, but um, it's really relatively low, um, you know, requirement and <laughs> commitment on their end. But uh, we, you know, when people are home for college breaks or Christmas breaks coming up, holiday breaks, um, you know, talk to them if PT's on their mind and they're coming back here in the area. You know, we'd welcome them to come in and have a look around. So, happy Thanksgiving yes. to all of our listeners. Happy Thanksgiving, Matt. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> Allie. We're going to share our favorite holiday. We are um, happily thankful for all of our listeners, all of our patients, all of our staff, and our all guests. of our yeah, guests, our physicians, our referral sources, everyone out there, our fan club. We couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And we should give the answer. Oh, yeah. What is the answer? I almost forgot. Well... Restate the question and then give the answer. Yeah, so we wanted to know the letter grade that was recommended from the Clinical Corner article, A through F, on manual and other directed therapies for chronic and acute low back pain. Drum roll, please. And the answer is... We got an A. It was an A? Oh, I definitely thought it was going to be a low one. No, it was an A. So I think that speaks volumes to kind of our mission because a lot of what we do at Oxford is hands-on. It is manual therapy. We've talked many, many times about it on the podcast. And um, I think that gives you a little sneak peek coming up, our upcoming episode uh, in the future here. Um, Next week, we're going to be recording with our um, uh, con ed instructor, Matt Lee, and we're going to be learning all about hands-on manual therapy techniques and brushing up our knowledge and our hands and skills for a weekend. And so we're going to have Matt on the podcast just to talk a little bit about that. Uh, So I'm super excited that it got an A. And for patients out there, I think the take-home message from this article would be that I'm looking at 
one and a half pages of different interventions listed in physical therapy. And literally 98% of them are A's and B's. And so I think that if you're in physical therapy and you have a physical therapist working with you, especially an Oxford physical therapist, (laughs) you know that they're delivering um, very highly skilled and very specific and very successful techniques for both acute and chronic low back pain. And so, you know, check this article out. You don't have to be a PhD to read it and understand it. It's, it's very understandable. Uh, there's some interesting diagrams in there and things like that. But, um, yeah, I think it would be good. Awesome. Well, if you guys are perusing around in our episode notes, take a look at the link to see the article and read all about it, um, as well as go to our careers page on our website, see the video that Matt and I talked about. And then if you just have some extra time and you want to hit Instagram, we're Oxford Physical Therapy Centers, and then I might be tagged somewhere in there, and you can give me a follow as well. (laughs) Sounds good. Share what you're thankful for on our social media platforms, and we will talk to you next time. Awesome. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.